0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the VIEW podcast. In 2019, sustainability became the norm in the fashion industry. With the resale industry growing 21 times faster than the pace of the retail apparel market in the last three years, the industry has seen the rise of many entrepreneurs who are interpreting resale in their own ways. One such company that is looking at resale with a unique lens is Silkroll. Founded in 2016, Silkroll is a fashion exchange platform that enables users to give in their used items in exchange for digital currency that they can avail for other items on the platform. So without further ado, here's welcoming the co-founder of Silkroll, Aggie Letzkowicz on our podcast. Welcome, Aggie. Thank you for having me. So talk to us about the story behind Silkroll and how you discovered Silkroll. We know that you had mutual friends with Janet Wu and Aaron Wald, who are the first founders of the platform. So what was it about Silkroll that really drew you in? That's a great question. So, I'm a lifelong retailer and I've always
1: um, worked in the fashion industry. And a couple of years ago, I became very interested in sustainability. And my mind was more on the manufacturing side because I've always been in buying and merchandising. And so, that was really what I was familiar with. But I made it my mission to find out what was happening in the industry and just see what people were talking about. And one of the companies I learned about early on in their journey was Silk Roll. And so I researched the company and I thought that it was just such a cool concept. So I actually joined as one of the first customers and I sent in a bag of things and got my points and started shopping and I just thought it was a really cool solution. Yeah. So I was in New York and Aaron and Janet were in San Francisco and life brought me to San Francisco and I was looking for an early stage startup that was looking at sustainability in an interesting way to join and to help with that mission. And Silkroll was one of the top companies on my radar. So I found a fourth degree connection actually to Janet and just made a really bold request to have a meeting with her. So we sat at the Starbucks and we talked and found that our backgrounds were so complimentary because she came from a you know banking finance background. Erin right. came from a people and operations background. And I came in with a fashion background and we were really able to take those varying and diverse perspectives and really bring them together to continue working on the company. So um, as you mentioned, I joined as a late co-founder and I've had a great time joining the team and we all work really well together.
0: Wow, that sounds like quite an exciting story of, uh, you know, how you started with self Role. Um, you know, one of the key differentiators between Roll and any other resale or swapping website is the digital currency that powers your platform. So could you tell me a little bit about why you chose to create your own currency versus operating like any other resale platform?
1: Absolutely. So, one of the biggest problems that we saw in the resale market is the depreciation of clothing. So there's some clothing that is luxury that does not depreciate. And that's great you know, for those items. And there's some awesome platforms where you can really get your value back. But the reality for most of us and what fills our closet is a lot of clothing that is truly an investment for us, but depreciates incredibly fast. And so that's the problem that Janet really identified. Um, So the origin story of Silk Roll is Janet was working in investment banking in Hong Kong and London. And when she moved to San Francisco, all of the designer clothing that made her feel really confident in that industry in cities like New York and Hong Kong and London just didn't work for San Francisco. It's a different climate. It's a different culture, and you know you have to walk up hills, and so heels don't really work most of the time. And so she thought about, you know, how is she going to change her closet to really work for her new lifestyle? And she literally, you know, went to the consignment store. She tried to resell online, and was really surprised by how much her clothing depreciates. And I've certainly had that experience in my own life too. So that can be frustrating to have an item that you paid hundred two hundred dollars for and you try to take it to a buy sell trade or to a consignment store and they offer you maybe five to ten cents on the dollar for the majority of what you're bringing if they even accept it at all so with the digital currency what we are trying to solve is that depreciation problem so to facilitate a value-for-value exchange
0: no, oh, that's really that's really interesting. Have you um, have you had any shoppers talk about how it's uh, made their experience more convenient? Oh,
1: absolutely. So it's it's so interesting talking to customers of our business because I was so interested in sustainability. Uh, yeah, before I joined Silkroll, and I was really coming at it from my own experience and research from, like I mentioned, a manufacturing point of view. Like, you know, we should be buying. Better and we should be buying less and making more ethically and sustainably, and all of that is absolutely what we should be looking at. But there's a reality for women where our life changes. Our lives are so dynamic. You know, we change jobs, we move cities, uh, we we're seeking opportunities, we're having children later, and, and all of these phases of life require different clothing. And it's not frivolous, it's actually really necessary. You know, when we change careers or um, you know, our hormones means that our body changes. We right. we need new clothes to suit that phase of life, right? Actually a woman changes sizes 31 times oh. on average in her lifetime.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's
1: like, you know, your your size changes and then you have to swap your whole wardrobe, right? And it becomes very expensive. And so women are thinking, wow, it's going to take so long for me to resell everything. And so that's probably not worth it. And there's a whole, you know, attachment we have in our closets. So you don't necessarily just want to, you know, drop it off or, you know, give it somewhere where you don't know if someone's going to enjoy it. And then you need to spend thousands of dollars shopping new, right? So I've talked to so many customers and been able to discover this and they're telling me that it's, made their experience of moving or having a baby or changing sizes just less stressful because we provide that outlet and we do all of the work, right? So all they have to do is send in their clothing and they can shop on our website that, you know, we we try very hard to make it look like a normal you know, online retail store and make their experience as seamless as possible. And so we're just able to remove that one element of stress and that one element of inconvenience of having right. a life change, which already comes with, you know, a, a little bit of stress.
0: Right. I think, um, I think that's quite interesting because you're basically talking about a model that's both convenient and in some way responsible, you know, in the sustainability angle. Um, you know, Aggie, a number of uh, resale platforms today, including, you know, Depop and, A lot of other platforms believe in putting community at the forefront of all of the activities. Silkroll also has a very strong focus on community, right? Talk to us about what that looks like and how um, the community has helped shape the business so far.
1: Absolutely. So one of my absolute favorite features about the site is that you can follow users' closets, and you can find what we call a stylemate. So it's somebody who has your same style and size as what you're currently looking for. And it's such a fun feature to be able to connect with people and be able to discover new fashion. So when I go onto my profile, I can see everything that I've given and everything I've taken in my virtual closet. And then people people can follow my closet and I can follow their closets. Oh, so I I love that aspect of actually being able to see where your clothing goes and who's enjoying it and you can really see people's styles. It's just so fun and I know that I've put a lot of time and care into curating my closet and I travel a lot and so a lot of my clothing comes from these travel experiences where I've, you know, met somebody that owns a shop and had a great conversation with them and there's a huge emotional element with letting go. And it's one of the reasons why women really hang on to a lot of their clothing. And I think having that community aspect really helps with that letting go because when I can see the person that is enjoying my clothing and that it fits their style, I know that they're probably enjoying it. So it really helps with that. And it's really fun to get to connect with people on the platform that way.
0: This is something I read very recently, but an average American woman apparently buys 64 new articles of clothing per year, half of which are worn three times or less. And in a world where fast fashion has seen a significant growth, but it's also led to tons of waste from the fashion industry alone, um, you know, the value of fashion is really important. And that's one of the key principles of Silk Road. So is that why the platform completely focuses on luxury and designer clothing?
1: Yes. So we play in everything that is mid market and above. So everything from your favorite mall brands all the way up to luxury and designer. And the idea of that is to really encourage buying less and buying better, buying things that last, and then being able to exchange and extend the life of them.
0: Okay. Um, you're also the founder of an activewear brand, right? Active Joy, which focuses on making sustainable leggings. So, do you see silk roll as an extension of your brand's values?
1: Absolutely. I mean, everything that I've worked on in my career has been an extension of my personal values. So, actually, when I started Active Joy, that's what I was talking about earlier with my focus on sustainability on the manufacturing side. So, after I left my previous retail job, I thought that. I really wanted to focus on that manufacturing aspect. And so I was looking at sustainable materials, local manufacturing, reducing waste in the manufacturing process. And that's what led me to starting Active Joy. And when I joined Silk Roll, that became really a smaller side project because what I didn't enjoy about that is working on my own. It was a small project and I was the only person working on it and I found myself You know, really seeking out networking groups and meeting people and having conversations way more than I was actually working on the business because it was just hard for me to work completely by myself. So that's actually why I was very excited to join Janet and Erin and work on a project with two other women where we can bounce ideas and work together and support each other.
0: And is there anything exciting you discovered when you had started Active Joy about just the process of picking out things? That are sustainable, or did you learn anything exciting about sustainable materials? Hmm,
1: it's a good question. So, in in my journey of starting Active Joy, one of the exciting things that I found is I was going to the trade shows every season to learn about different vendors and basically just trying to find a fabric. But what I found when I went to these trade shows is that there's an incredible community there that gets together for talks and has conversations. And it was very, very cool to see the huge focus on sustainability that was happening. So upwards of even half of the talks that were happening at these trade shows were focused on sustainability. And it was very cool to hear about new ideas and different projects that were happening that are coming in the future that are so innovative when it comes to sustainability because especially on the manufacturing side there's a lot of different solutions there's not one Perfect solution to say, oh, if we move all fabrics to like this, then the industry is going to be 100% sustainable. We don't have that solution. And so there's a lot of conversations happening. Um, I learned about Tencel fabrics made from eucalyptus and the closed loop process that um, some companies use to make that. And that was really exciting. And then hearing about some of the projects on textile recycling was really exciting because we throw that around a lot. There's a lot of companies that do take back programs and things like that, which is great. But the reality is that we're really far from a commercial solution on actually being able to recycle fibers and turn them back into fibers to make new clothing, right? So textile recycling right now involves making insulation or rags and things like that mostly. And there's a lot of conversations about, well, how can we actually recycle fibers? There's some startups that are looking at that, and there's some really cool technology that's happening. So mostly what I think is exciting is just the breadth of innovation and the number of topics that people are talking about. And it isn't just one solution. I think that that's actually really great because there's – a lot of solutions that are needed because clothing has different purposes, right? Like we can't just have natural fabrics because actually synthetics have a really great performance element that you really can't get away from, right? Like you can't do a lot of extreme sports and things like that in cotton, right? You need the performance aspect. So we need those different conversations and it's very cool to see that a lot of people are focusing on it and not just startups. these big companies and even the fast fashion brands are also having the conversation too so it's really awesome to see
0: right and you know that's interesting you mentioned recycling programs because i think you know we'd also read that silkroll has partnerships where if items don't pass your quality assurance on submission they're either sent to charities or recycling units so talk to us a little bit more about how that process works
1: yes so right now we're small so we keep a lot of it local Okay. So we work with an organization called Good 360 that pairs us with local partners that might need some clothing. And so what we do is we try to separate our donations into different groups. So we have one group of items that didn't pass our quality control. Maybe someone sent us fast fashion or something like that, and but it's still able to be worn. And so we partner with local partners that might need clothing at different times of year to uh, give them those items that are still good to be worn and then we have items that are stained or really damaged that aren't able to be worn and then we have another partner that like I mentioned does that like more rag recycling and things like that so we try to be as conscious as possible with our donations and as we get bigger it's just going to be such a big focus because it's you know a lot of what comes through the door ends up being donations so it's something that we're really thinking about
0: right it's, that's quite exciting and you know one of the biggest ways i think the fashion industry is looking to solve um the sustainability crisis is is through tech so as someone with years of experience in curation merchandising um how do you believe that tech can really be used to support sustainability
1: so I am a lifelong retailer and not a technical person. So it's been a really fun journey to learn more about the tech side in this company. Um, we are a you know, tech fashion company with no technical founders. So that is not to be underestimated how much we've had to learn, all three of us, definitely through this journey. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of applications of, you know, tech going into sustainability. And like I mentioned, a lot of conversations about recycling and um, sustainable fabrics and all of that. And one thing that I think is really great for our platform in particular is that taking secondhand online is tricky, quite frankly, because we need to photograph and describe and make available on our website all of these items, which are completely unique. So this is not something that retailers of the past, like, ever had to think about. You would photograph and make available an item on your website that you had hundreds of items to sell. So that proposition is very different. So, you know, where I see coming at it from the, you know, curation, merchandising, buying side is how do we do that in a way that is actually affordable, where we can offer the service to as many people as possible to really make it accessible and affordable. So, you know, I really see tech helping our processes to be able to make that accessible at a price point that works for our customer.
0: Amazing. You know, I think that kind of brings us to our last question. We spoke a lot about, you know, sustainability. We spoke about recycling we spoke about you know the unique business model that you guys have built over the years um so finally why don't you talk to us a little bit about the future of consumption right as uh, gen z is increasingly going the secondhand route and multiple research reports have kind of established that they don't really care about ownership um from your time building silk Roll, do you see a marked difference in the way women and more specifically the women who form your community are consuming fashion today where do you think that's headed Uh, That's a really great
1: question. So my mindset has really changed on this since I've been at Silk Roll because when I first started getting interested in sustainability in my own personal life, I really became a minimalist. And that really works for me. I like to have less things. I like to have less clutter and my closet is very small. And so I was very focused on that as a solution, you know, definitely consume less and keep your things longer. And that is a solution. But really talking to customers and hearing about how much fun they have with fashion and how their life changes and you just need new items, I really see that we don't have to walk away from the concept that we can play with our fashion because we're having the sustainability conversation. It can actually happen at the same time. And I think that's super exciting because fashion is so fun. It just is. I mean, I I started in this industry for a reason. It's a self-expression and it's playful and it's really great to be able to maintain that and have a conversation about sustainability. So I really see the future being, not that we can't get new things, we can get new things, but it doesn't have to be completely new. It can be new to you. And that's actually just as good, right? You can have just as much fun with that. So I think rentals really exciting. I think that secondhand is really exciting. We don't have to keep manufacturing you know, all these billions, like a hundred billion items every single year to be able to have all of the fun that we're having in fast fashion. This is what I love about Silk Roll and I love about rental and secondhand in general as well, is that we can have all of that fun and we can feel free to change our style and we can feel free for our life to change. And we don't have to make all of these new items. All of that can exist at the same time.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Aggie. That brings us to the end of our podcast. I think, uh, you know, we learned a lot about SoCroll and it's really exciting. We're really excited to see where this journey goes.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: If you're looking for more episodes of the VIEW podcast, tune in to our resources page on VIEW.ai and go and check out every single episode that we've done so far. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you soon.